This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Well, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I am Matt and with me today I have Jessica. It's Jessica and Matt in the morning on Morning Breath on Monday, December 30th. It's coming. It's It's here. Man, oh man, I'm excited. What what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Well, we have to give a shout out to our son. Our eldest child is 15 today. Happy birthday, Reagan. <laughs> Those are tears of joy and sadness all mixed together. It's just I it's just amazing to have a kid who's way taller than you and I'm like literally putting my head on his shoulder when he hugs me. And he's 15 and he's the coolest kid ever and um I thought that I would be dreading the day when I when my kids would be driving soon, you know, that time's coming really soon and I just really cannot wait. We need another driver in our lives. <laughs> we are all over the place, all we'll over the county. We'll have one in a year. I know, it's so crazy. So, well, anyway, we could just let Hudson start driving. He, he is he, 12. And he everything. would easily be able to drive. Yeah. No problem. He's so confident <laughs> and funny. But anyway, yeah, that's what's been going on. And just preparing for the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, just to say 2020 is crazy. That's weird. You know, you think back when you're a kid and like 2020, that's like, like Star Wars will be real by then. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not much has changed. So anyway, we got iPhones and stuff. That's new. iPhones and stuff. <laughs> iPhones and stuff. So yeah, anyway, what about get you? through Christmas and all that, and it's exciting to go into New Year's Eve tomorrow night. Yeah, and uh, to celebrate, I this is time of year. Is it just me, or do you eat more cookies mm-hmm. through the span of these like December first to New Year's Day? Yeah, then literally the rest the of all eleven, 11 months, months combined. Mm-hmm. Like no. Nick, how's that work for you? Um, I don't usually eat too many cookies. Wow, Nick, so healthy. Yeah. That's why I'm so fit. <laughs> fit don't quit, son. <laughs> no, it's not just you. I eat a lot of cookies. I so make... you don't eat Christmas cookies, Nick? Oh, I eat Christmas cookies. That's what Christmas. I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you said I for had... the whole year. Oh. I had some for you, but I wasn't going to give them to you saying, now. I was saying, to reiterate, in case anybody else wasn't paying attention. All right. <laughs> um, between December 1st and New Year's Day, I eat more cookies during that month than I do all 11 other months combined. True or false, Nick? It's like cookie consumption increases... 11 times or more than the rest of the year. That's what I'm trying to say. Just say true. It, <laughs> he I can't. Wa- I don't want to lie. It's not true for me. <laughs> I don't eat that many. I, I, I don't eat that many cookies. But, I mean, Christmas time, I occasionally, like, I had a Christmas cookie today that um, Pastor Damien brought in. Oh. And I was like, I mean, I'll give it a shot. A belated Christmas cookie. How yeah. nice. Keep it rolling yeah. through the new year. Maybe yep. tomorrow you'll stop eating Christmas cookies. <laughs> Happy New once, Year. Yeah, once January 1st hits, I'll be done. Yeah. yeah. I'm back to lettuce. <laughs> Only lettuce and <laughs> carrot shavings. Yeah, right. Anyway. Too much sugar and carrots. Oh, Going yes. super healthy. Go for lettuce. Keto. The keto. Only lettuce diet. Yeah, so uh, this is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. And if you want to learn more about Morning Breath, you can go to our website at eccc.us. Or call our church office, 321-452-1060. We read one chapter a day, and then we discuss it. And um, once we get past the Christmas cookies and the lettuce talk, we start talking about the Bible. And that's coming Let's for you. Let's do that right now. But did, did you say how you can get a, 
the show podcast yep. app and everything? Well, no. I said the website and the office, but let's add the podcast. And our app is awesome, the East Coast app. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need uh, regarding our church, East Coast Christian Center. And you know what? It is a great time to get back in church or get in church for the first time. It's in, The new year is coming, and we have 11 different services in four locations in Brevard County, and we would just love to have you join us for one of those services coming up this coming weekend. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to read James chapter five. There is 20 verses. And why don't you stop after you read 10 and I'll jump in on 11. Okay. I must say to you, read. James five. Come quickly now, you rich who lack true faith and hoard and misuse your resources. Weep and howl over the miseries, the woes, the judgments that are coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted and has ruined, and your fine clothes have been become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. You have stored up your treasure in the last days when it will do you no good. Look, the wages that you have fraudulently withheld from the laborers who have mowed your fields are crying out against you for vengeance, and the cries of the harvesters have come to the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. On the earth you have lived luxuriously and abandoned yourself to soft living and led a life of wanton pleasure— self-indulgence, self-gratification. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and have put to death the righteous man. He offers you no resistance. So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rain. You too be patient, strengthen your hearts, keep them energized and firmly committed to God because the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain against one another, believers, so that you will not be judged for it. Look, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, brothers and sisters of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as his messengers and representatives. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else, All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. If any is anyone among you in trouble, let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. If anyone among you is sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this— Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Amen. I loved verse 7. Well, I love, I love slash dislike it, but it says, So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. And patience, I wrote down, is not just the ability to wait but it's the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting, which is the hardest part. And I have been very open. I shared it flourish. And I talk about this all the time that I am not a fan of waiting on anything or anyone. (laughs) Anything that takes a process is really not, I just don't like it, but. Which is a miracle. 
Why? That you love me. Oh. Because you're probably waiting on me <laughs> all the time. Yes, it's true love. Um, yeah, but... if you really think about our lives we spend far more time waiting for things than we do actually receiving them and so we have to get good at waiting we have to get good at waiting patiently which again is the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting and um, if we don't and a lot of us don't we will just be miserable we'll be unhappy and we'll be better and I've definitely been on both sides of that camp I've been very very impatient and I'm just you know annoying to my own self or I've been really trusting God. And I think that is the difference is when I am trusting God and knowing that he has a plan and he has timing, his timing, that timing is his, is a thing like God's timing, then I can trust him and I can wait patiently. And I can just know that I, I want to be indifferent to anything that's not his timing. So that's my new goal. It is, uh, you know, almost new year's and, or almost the first of the year. So new goal, just trust God, his timing, knowing that he is working all things for the good for me, for you. That's really good. Um, You know, the thing about farmers, though, is when they plant seeds, they don't just sit around and do nothing waiting for a seed to grow nine months later, right? But here's our problem. Oftentimes, we're waiting for that good thing to come nine nine months from now. Mm -hmm. And we're not enjoying what we have today. That's very good. The farmers are enjoying the harvest that they got last year today. Mm-hmm. They, they're working. They're, they're keeping up their materials. But in an off time, they tend to actually probably enjoy those moments a little bit more. And mm-hmm. they're enjoying the fruit of their labor. That's maybe when they get to eat some of their harvest from last year. Yeah. And so then they work really hard to plant seeds and take care of them. And then they maintain their property and enjoy their lives. And then they work through a big season here. And, and then at harvest time, they actually work more at harvest time than any other time mm-hmm. because they have actually have to get all the stuff, take care of all the stuff, treat all the stuff, separate all the stuff, sell all the stuff, all of that. And so, and, but our biggest problem in life is we're often waiting and the negative for the things to come, yeah. not enjoying the present moment right now. And uh, I, I would say one of my biggest problems that I've ever possessed in my life is not enjoying the day, minute, and hour that I've been given. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm pining for the better thing that's tomorrow. And I'm pining for that that better person that's going to come along one day. And I'm pining for that that new raise or that new this or new that or whatever you've you've been desiring. And you're like, oh, if I only had this and when is this coming and when am I going to get that and when am I going to finally get my career? You know, I think about, you know, in your early 20s, all the stuff you're waiting for, mm-hmm. you're waiting to happen, you're waiting to get married you know you're waiting to get your own home or you're waiting to find that special someone or you're waiting to have children or you're waiting to find your career Mm -hmm. and you're waiting and waiting and then you finally get some of those things and you finally find that person and you're like well i'm waiting for children Mm -hmm. and then i'm waiting for a better home and then you get children you're like i'm waiting till they stop pooping their pants (laughs) and then they never stop pooping their pants and then you're like well now they're at college, now they're this, now they're that, now they're gone, yeah. and you lived your whole life waiting for all these better things. Yep. And so not only do the farmers wait patiently and enjoy that se- that season of waiting, is they actually enjoy the day that they're in in the moment. Mm-hmm. Your patience, you're standing firm, you know the Lord is near, the Lord is coming, that day is coming, but 
in in real life, because this is a farmer example, okay? Mm-hmm. In real life, we've got blessings happen. We're yeah. living in blessings yeah. right now. What we have is is a result of past seeds planted. Mm-hmm. What we have today, That's good. and what we're going to get tomorrow is a result of seeds planted today and yesterday are going to produce harvest tomorrow. So, we're planting seeds every day. We're enjoying things every day. Um, we're paying attention to our children while we have them. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying being single while we're single. We're enjoying being married while we're married. Mm-hmm. Like all these things, like when these these seasons through life, you have to get the most out of the day that you have. Yep. Right? Um, there's a Jewish perspective that like the past is like almost irrelevant. And the future is completely irrelevant. And today is the only thing that matters. And Jesus taught on some of these things. And one thing he did say is don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has all of its own issues that's going to take care of. Today is the day you need to be thinking about. And so Mm -hmm. there's some truth to that Jewish mindset because it's actually a Christian mindset as well, where don't worry about tomorrow. Don't pine for yesterday. Seize the moment. Mm -hmm. Seize today. Plant the seeds today and then enjoy what you have. Yeah, that's really good. Good perspective. All right. Verse 11 kind of goes along with that. It says, you know, we call those blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God, who were steadfast and endured difficult circumstances. You have heard of the patient endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's outcome, how he richly blessed Job. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. And I just love that last part of that that verse. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. And I think we need to remember that about God, that he is good and he does good things. And every good thing comes down from the Father Father of Lights, it says in another part of the Bible. But it just reminds me of a few weeks ago, I was I had the opportunity to give the message for communion at our Vieira campus. And you were actually out of town, so you didn't hear me share this. But God showed me in Hebrews, another thing about endurance, and I'll read that. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then verse three really brought it together for me because it says, just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. And then it says, consider, gotta turn the page, consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I just saw a formula there. I saw that it says, consider all that Jesus endured on the cross. So all of the shame and the rejection and the betrayal and the pain and the torture, consider all that he went through for us and then compare it with our current trials. And then it says, we will not grow weary or lose heart. And the reason that is, is because when we're focusing on all that Jesus has done for us, it gets our eyes off of ourselves and it gets our eyes off of our minuscule, sometimes minuscule little problems. Sometimes it's big, but still it says to compare our trials, our current trials with what Jesus experienced on the cross for us. And it really just brought this beautiful picture of why we do communion. That is what we're doing when we take communion. We are getting our eyes off of ourselves and we're putting them once again on Jesus and remembering what he did on the cross for us. And I just thought about this tradition that we've done that I didn't grow up doing, but I know you did, is that we do communion together as a family on Christmas. And it's just a a thought for people is you can do communion in your own home anytime you want. It's just a it's just a mindset and an attitude of let's remember the blood, let's remember the bread, which stands for Jesus' blood and Jesus' body that was broken for us. You know, you can do that with your own family anytime you want. So I think that's just a good tradition for people who think you can only do that in church. Sure. Yeah. So I like that. I just love the endurance. 
Love it. Portion well, of that. I want to talk about verse 13. Uh, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the very basics of this that I wanted to highlight is the fact that there's a response given when there is a issue. So like when you're going through an issue, uh, there's a proper response and then there's a reaction. There's action, reaction, there's poor reactions. There's, uh, for instance, sometimes when I get sick, I don't pray. I don't, you know, even pray myself. I won't even say something to you. I won't say something close to me. And I just sit there and suffer with that, like, mm-hmm. on my own. And then it kind of dawns on me, maybe you should pray about this. Like, I could sit and spin and worry on it for for a week or a mm-hmm. month or you know, if I've got like an injury or something that I'm kind of silently suffering with, that's not what James says. It's like, if you're sick, if you're in trouble, pray. Like first reaction, like not last reaction, mm-hmm. first reaction. Not everybody's, I don't know, not everyone's first response is to pray. It, sometimes it's really difficult to remember to pray. It's easier sometimes to operate with natural wisdom for some people. Mm-hmm. I'm always encouraged by you uh, in your quickness to pray. You're very quick to pray. You're very quick to, oh, one of our children gets hurt. I'm grabbing ice. I'm grabbing bandages. I'm grabbing, you know, ace bandages and buying braces. And, you know, I grew up playing sports. And so I am I go into sports mode and I'm, you know, treating those things naturally, which mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with that. And you say, let's pray. And it's always a great reminder to pray. And I, I'm always encouraged by that. Now, wisdom is wonderful. You combine that with faith. Uh, I think I needed to hear that today. If, are you in trouble? Then pray. Mm-hmm. And then this one too. Is anyone happy? Sing a song of praise. Yeah. Like, well, duh. No, not duh. There's lots of people that don't know how to respond to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like when God moves, when the preacher's preaching, when the, when the singers are singing, mm-hmm. they don't know that it's their job to actually respond with praise and worship, right? Yeah. Hey, the preacher says something good. Maybe you should nod in agreement or say like, amen, or like, come on, or preach it, ha! you know, if that's the kind of <laughs> church that you're in, right? But like a smile on the face, a nod, you know, that that that, that lets people know that you're paying attention and that you're, mm-hmm. you're buying into what's happening. You're saying, yeah, I'm into that, right? And there's so many people that walk into church and maybe they come into our church because our church is the kind of church that some people are raising their hands and worshiping the Lord. Some people might say, amen, yeah, good word, you know, like. Not everybody's like that, but there's a group of people that feel free to express themselves um, more than maybe some churches mm-hmm. that are a little more subdued in their expressions. And and I understand there's many reflections of of what a church is supposed to look like and yeah. what it looks like on the outside um, is different across different denominations. But they would come in and they would even ask questions like, why is that person lifting their hands up to the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, why are... They might not even know to say that. They're like, why is that person lifting their hands up during the song? Right. Do they have a question? (laughs) Are they raising their hand for a question? Are they slow dancing with an invisible 12-foot Jesus? Like, what's happening here? That's my favorite, right? It's like, (laughs) what's happening, right? Like, they're expressing on the outside what God has done on the inside. Mm -hmm. And a a great example that I heard you share the other day, do you want to share it about sports? Yeah, there was a little girl who uh, grew up just in a really traditional um, expression of church, and she had never seen anyone raise her hands before, and she was probably eight. 
or nine, and her mom brought her into worship after the first service, and she just asked, why are they raising their hands? And so her mom was answering her, but then I came up, and I said, it's like sports, like they're a big sports family. And I said, you love that sports team. You are going to cheer and shout and whatever. You're Pump so, you, your fist. Yes, you get yeah. so excited and jump up and down even um, and yell and scream and shout. And that is your expression of joy, of, Pork. yeah, all of that. And so she was like, oh, she totally got it. It was precious. She's like, oh, I get it. Okay, so you're responding in praise. Then we have to, who are you responding to? To God, to all his greatness, all yeah. he's done for us. And, so. and the how you respond is cultural, right? Mm-hmm. S- some cultures scream and shout, but biblically, are you happy? Sing some songs. Yeah. That is not cultural. That's pretty obvious. Like, don't just stand there and stare. Mm-hmm. Like, actually sing songs of praise. That's not cultural. That's biblical. And, and here's the challenge I want to give you is there are actually biblical responses, like lifting up holy hands, lifting up hands to God. That is actually a response. Shouting unto God with the voice of triumph mm-hmm. and joy. A shout is a biblical response. It's not cultural. A singing a song of praise is a biblical response. It's not cultural. Yeah. Now, what you'll find is culture has different variations of a, of a song, yeah. you know, of, of what singing looks like. And there's loud singing, quiet singing, fast singing, reggae, all sorts of different types of songs and Mm -hmm. choices and tastes and culture when it comes to the types of songs and the types of shouts. You know, some churches have great calls to response. You you know, you'd say, uh, God is good. All All the the time. time. All the time. God is good. They have these cultural built-in responses in their service. Other churches don't have those cultural things built in, Mm -hmm. and the responses are just whatever you want to say. You know, come on, preach it. Whatever, you know, like... Good word. Bring it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That's just my imagination. But anyway, that's what I want to hear when I preach. <laughs> Bring it, son. You know. <laughs> Until you don't. Preach, preacher. <laughs> anyway, but. That's a good point. You get my point. Here's the thing. The responses. I want to challenge you. Respond. Yeah. And what's it say in verse 15? And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The right, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's happening here? He's saying, like, pray and sing and God will respond. Yeah. Like, joy will come. Healing will come. Answers will come. Yeah. Like, it's not just for the fun of it. God's like, if you do this, I will respond to that in power. Yeah. And pa- in might and by my spirit, says the Lord. Part of it, I think, is good to remind us that when things are good, when you are joyful, you may like almost want to praise yourself and look at, oh, look what I have done. I got a raise. It's because I did so good at my job instead of praising God and yeah. thanking him yeah. for those good things. Because yeah. I think I think that's one of the other reasons it's in here as a reminder. Are you joyful? Sing praises to God and, and put your put your money where your mouth is. Put the thanks to the right person. Right. You yeah. mentioned, and if anyone's in trouble, oftentimes we look we look to ourselves to be our own solution, right? Instead of looking to God and praying and saying, "Lord, give me give me a way out of this." Mm-hmm. Like in your marriage, if you find yourself spiraling in the same nonsense over and over, I would ask you, "How much are you praying? Yes. How much are you seeking the Lord? How much are you reading your Bible? How much yep. are you seeking wise counsel from the Word of God?" And yeah, like maybe you're not seeking any of that. You know, or just not doing any of it. I feel it, right? like I'm a broken record lately, actually. There's been a lot of attack on relationships and marriages. And um, I'm thankful that people are reaching out to us for help 
and for uh, wisdom. But I every time I'm like, how much are you praying? Have you prayed together? Have you, you know, all of those things like you got to go back to the, the word, the basics like I'm, I guarantee you that the words that are coming out of your mouth are not indicative of the fact that you've been on your knees about this situation, <laughs> you know, and then when they do or when we decide to you and I stop spinning our wheels and worry for these people and pray for them, things are happening instantly. It's kind of incredible. So anyway, we are going to go ahead and take a break and we will be right back to finish up James chapter five. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. It is Matt and Jessica in the morning on Morning Breath, and we are back with James chapter 5, and we want to wrap up today's show with verse 16. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. I love this because um, it really this verse really came up a lot for me in the in probably the past three months of 2019. So many people I was I was 
discovering that they were coming into this lie that they had to be perfect to come to God, that they would not want to reveal their missteps, their false steps, their offenses, their issues. They wanted to act kind of like they had it all together in order for them to be qualified to maybe be in the ministry or to serve or to do whatever. And I found myself over and over again being like, do you know James 5.16? It says confess your faults, which means you're going to have some, which means we're all human. And so that's how God wants us to come to him. We do not come to him perfect. No one is perfect. No one is righteous. No, not one. But Jesus, when he gets in the midst of our mess, when we come alongside community and reveal things to one another and we have people pray for us is where healing happens. And so I saw a lot of breakthrough using this verse. And I just want to remind everyone going into 2020, let's be authentic with our messes. Bring them into a a place of community, into a church, into a body of believers who are going to be able to hear what you have to say and then pray for you. So that's good. Yeah. Love it. Love morning breath. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.